0: We are now joined by Joe Moorhead, head coach of foot, of Fordham football. And, Coach, it looks like the QB battle has finally been decided. Recently you announced that Ryan Higgins will be the guy under center, at least for the opener. Uh, how did Ryan win that job?
1: At the end of the day, um, you know, it was Ryan's complete body of work throughout preseason camp that won him the job. Uh, he had the best understanding and mastery of the offensive system in um, he was the most productive and uh you know he he did a very good job and it was a good battle you know we feel we can win games with any three of the uh quarterbacks as a starter you know ryan michael or peter and um you know at the end of the day ryan just he just did the best job overall
2: now michael Niebrick is listed second on the depth chart i i know uh there's been some talk about maybe seeing him too in this first game how do you anticipate using him and Furthering that, Peter Matzold was not on the depth chart. How do you see him uh, working this year? Well, Michael's
1: definitely going to play in the game. Um, you know, with the timing element of it, and he really had seven total practices prior to the final scrimmage, so it was kind of a crash course in our offensive system. He had no familiarity with it, but he did a good job learning it, and in the two scrimmages he was in, he performed you know, fairly well. And uh, Michael brings a different uh, skill set to the table than uh, Ryan. And uh, you know, there's going to be things that we have where he's going to go in and execute the offense. Uh, you know, Peter right now is listed as a three. He's been getting the three repetitions in practice, and you know, we'll we'll have to see how the flow of the game goes. But you know, Ryan's going to start. We're going to go with him, and uh, Michael's going to see action. Coach, I remember a couple of weeks ago you told me that you didn't re- you didn't
0: really believe in the two quarterback system. You wanted to have one guy, yeah. uh, but in regards to Michael Niebrick and saying that he will see some time, how did how did your mindset kind of change? Did he just
1: Play well enough in practice to earn some time. Well, the the familiarity of, of having coached him for a year mm-hmm. and knowing what he can do, and then you know, quite frankly, how he performed in the scrimmages. You know, it merited him seeing time. And you know, just like any other position on the field, you're gonna you're gonna put the eleven on the on on the field, offense, defense, and special teams that give you the best opportunity to win. And uh, you know, Michael's a guy that has tremendous athletic talent. He can throw the football. He's a, a true dual threat, and uh, you know, he can do some things that can help us win football games. You talked
2: about different skill sets coming to the table with these two quarterbacks. Last year we saw Ryan Higgins wasn't afraid to throw the ball downfield. He completed some long passes for the Rams last year. Does Niebrich, uh have the ability to throw deep? Does he like to throw deep? What have you seen from him in practice last year and in the scrimmage this year?
1: In terms of comparing the two, you know, Ryan is more of your you know traditional, I don't want to say pocket stuff pocket style passer because he can move around a a little bit but you know ryan has a very strong arm he can throw the deep ball well you know he's very accurate i know in the the last two scrimmages i think he had you know no more than five incompletions and you know he does a good job with that part of the game you know michael doesn't have as strong of an arm as uh ryan but but he does have good anticipation uh he does throw the ball accurately and sometimes you know Uh, arm strength is something that can be overrated as opposed to knowledge of the system the timing getting the ball out and throwing it accurately and then you know when you combine that with what he's able to do with his feet and you know i know defensive coordinators you know it's a difficult um, undertaking to defend a quarterback who's able to beat you with his arm and his feet so that that is that is the kind of as you compare the two the, the difference in their styles and just going right off of that point, when you
0: talk about Michael Niebrick, you say he can do a lot of things for the team as far as running the football. Hig- Ryan Higgins is a little bit more of a, of a pocket quarterback. Yeah. Do you expect him to change his game at all and, and run the ball a little bit more, or do you expect him to stay in the pocket? Ryan? Yeah, Ryan.
1: Uh, and he's, um, you know, in what, just what we do with our offense, there's going to be things where he's going to, uh, you know, be required to run the football, you know, just based on, you know, how, how we. How we um, Organize our run game and and the things that that the quarterbacks, you know, forced to make reads. And then based off of what certain defenders do, he's got to run the ball or hand it off. And, uh, you know, there's going to be situations in the game where those plays are called for Ryan and he'll be able to handle them and do well. It's just that, you know, he won't have the, uh, he doesn't have the same capacity to turn it into a, a, um, you know, an explosive play where where he will get positive yards out of it. Whereas Michael, you know, can turn a a play like that or situation like that into a big game. Now tell me, when you come into this first game, this
2: is your first game with with either quarterback on the field, significant playing time. What do you ask from that player? Are you asking them to manage the game? Are you asking them
1: to make the big plays? What What's your expectation of them on the field? Well, they're 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 a piece of the puzzle in terms of what we want to do offensively. Uh, the things that we talk to our our team and our offense about is to be physically dominate the line of scrimmage uh you know we put the challenge on our offensive line if, and the defensive line that if we're going to win football games we need to be able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and to go along with that we need to run the football successfully and the better we run the ball the more people the defense will be will be forced to commit to stopping the run and that opens up your quick game and your throws down the field so you know i don't like to use the term necessarily manage the game the quarterback just has to go out and operate the system and and we talk about a uh two determining factors of successful football are explosive plays and turnover margin so our quarterback need, needs to be able to create explosive plays to get the ball down the field and score points but at the same time minimizing our turnovers and putting our defense in a precarious you know precarious position now branching out a little bit your team overall wh- where do you see them standing as far as
0: being ready and being prepared for this first game
1: I, I think they're very ready uh, you know just dating back to our, our you know winter conditioning I think the kids learned what our expectation level was from discipline, accountability, work ethic, and finish. And they carried that into spring ball where they learned all the systems, offensive, defense, and special teams. And they were on their own in the summer, you know, working strength and conditioning and doing things on their own and through preseason camp. So right now I think, you know, a lot of teams want to win. But, uh, you know, we believe that you need to earn the right to win. And I think through their performance and their effort and, and their execution and practice, we're uh, we're earning the right to win. And I think we're, we're poised to, uh, you know, have a great performance on Thursday.
2: Now going off what Alex said, uh, in terms of the team overall, I'm looking at the depth chart, and I don't see a single freshman starter right now. Is that something that you think will benefit this team a lot this year in terms of everyone kind of having been around the block once and, and
1: understanding how to play college football at this level? I think you'll, you'll see a few names in there in the 2D that are freshmen. Uh, John, Just looking out of here, Johnson, Mayweather, Creighton, um, and uh, Bowers, you know, and there'll be a few others playing special teams. But we discussed as a staff that there's, you know, there was no hesitancy to play freshmen. Uh, You know, we, we went off of what we saw on the tape. You know, we evaluated every play, every practice. And, you know, the, uh, the guys who won the starting jobs are the guys who performed the best in practice and guys who we feel give us the best opportunity to win. Had it been a freshman, you know, and there were some close position battles with some of those freshmen. And some of them were neck and neck with the upperclassmen. And, uh, you know, it just so, just so happened that the upperclassman won the job. So, you know, the situations are fluid. You know, you, just because you won a job in week one doesn't mean you're guaranteed it for week two. And, uh, you know, it's constantly evaluated. And we just want to make sure we always put the best guys on the field.
0: And Coach, you've said many times that you want this to be an up-tempo offense, a, a quick pace to it. I'm assuming some no-huddle in there. Do you worry about fatigue on the offensive side of the ball? And how do you plan on managing that if you're playing at such a high tempo? Uh,
1: we 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 don't worry about it at all because we, we practice it every single day you know we talk about beating teams with tempo and having that uh, play to our advantage and uh, you know we we do a great job with our strength conditioning staff getting these guys ready to to play at that pace and uh, you know we don't look at that we want to fatigue the defense we don't worry about the offense being fatigued so as quickly as the ball can get sit down we're going to get it snapped and we're going to go the next play and we feel that that uh, you know the quickness of tempo is is something that's going to be a strength for us
2: uh continuing on that on that sentiment uh how do you feel your team came in conditioning wise over the summer and and how do you think they've progressed in that because last year there was some no huddle but not to the level that i think we're going to see this year
1: I, I think you know coach Perlak and his staff did an excellent job with the guys over the summer um you know and and really you know we do our conditioning after practice and, and, the, and the guys run to to get in shape but you know between the rep- number of repetitions we get in practice and the speed with which we operate, it's almost like the entire practice can become a conditioning session. So between the pace at which we practice and the number of repetitions we get, coupled with what we do you know from a running perspective after practice, I think you know both sides of the ball and special teams will be, uh, be ready to go.
0: Coach, I want to switch to the defensive side of the ball because I was looking at the depth chart, uh, and it looks like you're going to play a 3-4 defense. But what do you expect out of your players on that side of the ball?
1: You know, we, we want them just like offensively where we want to dictate the tempo of the game we want we want the defense to be aggressive uh you know we want to establish a line of scrimmage where uh we could stop the run with four guys and um you know commit seven guys to to stop the run and if we need to bring pressure you know we could bring pressure so it's very multiple i like what coach blackwell and his staff have done you know the ability to play a four down front or a three down front you know and be multiple uh the ability to play zone and man and and, and pressure so we um you know we feel comfortable with where our defense is at. They made tremendous tri- sp- tremendous strides strides uh, from the end of spring ball up until now. You know we got some guys back and healthy uh, who had missed you know a significant part of spring practice, and I think that was really you know beneficial to our growth as a defense.
2: Last year, this is a defense that allowed 466 yards a game and got gashed on the ground often, in part due to injuries, but in part due to inexperience. Are there any things that you're looking forward to here to try and stem that problem of of giving up too many yards and especially too many rushing yards?
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I think, you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, the, the team has been challenged specifically, you know, to be physically dominant at the line of scrimmage, and that starts on the offensive line and the defensive line. And I think the the defensive coaching staff and the players have taken great pride that, you know, we don't want to give up yards on the ground. We want to force teams to be one-dimensional if we can take away the run and force them to throw the ball we feel great with our guys in coverage you know jordan and ian have had a great camp in coverage and with our safeties we feel that you know we'll be able to match up with people on the back end so if you're able to take away the running game be it uh you know by base defensive form in front or by bringing pressure and force teams to be one-dimensional and throw i think that's uh where you can you know work it to the defense's advantage Coach, uh, I want to
0: switch back to the offensive side of the ball for just a second and talk a little bit about the wide receiver position because there's a lot of speed out there when you think about Ajala and Wilson and Wetzel, even Blake Wayne. Um, so, so where do you see your, your wide receivers as, as a group right now? Is it just going to be, you know, using their speed to their advantage? How do you see the whole group, you know, kind of acting into this season?
1: I'm very excited about, about the um Potential in a, in the performance throughout camp of our of our receiving core, including Dan Light with mm-hmm. with that group. Um, you know, Coach White has done an excellent job with those guys, and we're going to be you know primarily three and four wide receiver sets. And you know, you talk about um, you know utilizing your personnel to get them in the best position to, to to score points. And I think you know with the receivers that we have, you know, they're, they're, there's guys that you know it's going to be tough to double cover one of those guys when, when you have four of them on the field. So we just got to be smart and. You know, make sure that we have things uh, in the game plan to get all those guys touches and and get them matched up where they're able to um, you know create separation from the secondary and get them in space, so they're able to win individual matchups. But I, I think all those guys across the board there have big cl- big play capabilities. Staying with offensive skill positions, last year this
2: team had a bruiser running back in Daryl Whiting. This year, a bit smaller at the position, Carlton Coons listed five eight one eighty. Jared Creighton is the backup on the two deep. He's five ten one ninety. In terms of short yardage situations, do you anticipate maybe your quarterbacks having a role running the ball, or do you see maybe someone who could step in and be a bruiser? Do you think that a guy like um, Carlton could fill that role
1: in short yardage? Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we, you know, as part of our week in, weekly game planning, we know we look at the third and one to twos, we look at the fourth and shorts, we look at the goal line situations, and, you know. You know, in, in the past, historically, I, you, I've gone to two tight end, three running back sets and kind of pounded it in there, And but you've just got to make the best out of what you have personnel-wise, and, and for us, it's all going to be dictated on, you know, what 11 can we put on the field that are going to be able to achieve the objective of, of you know, gaining that one or two yards that they, that we need, and I think Carlton, although he's, you know, I guess small in stature by his stat lines, is what you say, but he's a very strong kid. He's got a very low center of gravity, you know, and he hits the hole hard, and, and he could, he could get those tough yards, and... You know Jared Creighton's done an excellent job with that too throughout camp. So, you know, I feel very comfortable with those guys and along and and the quarterbacks to be able to to get us a tough yard. And, and it really falls back to the offensive line if they, if they get a push at the line of scrimmage and they're if they're if they're able to displace the the interior defensive lineman and knock those guys off the ball, you know, the, the 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 back should be able to find a seam and and get that yard or two that we need.
0: And this is my last question for you right now, Coach. Uh, recently, the team announced the captains for this season, and Carlton Coons, Mike Martin, Patrick McGee, Brendan Malanofi, Patrick Martin, Chris Watkins, and Blake Wayne. What went into the process of of picking the captains for this year's team?
1: Uh, it was a it was a you know a straight vote from the team. You know okay. we we passed out the ballots and told the guys to vote for uh, you know two on offense, two on defense, and one on special teams, and we tabulated the votes. And there was a you know Patrick Murray was a you know he was a a winner by a wide margin from a special teams perspective. And, uh, you know, there were there was one on offense and one on defense that was a that was a clear-cut guy. And then there were two guys on each side of the ball that were, you know, within a few votes of each other. So, you know, some people, you know, want to, you know, we just felt that there was strength in numbers, you know what I mean? And, and we have a bunch of, of – uh, we have a great senior class. And then, you know, I think these guys, the team made a, a good decision in their votes. I think these guys embody the philosophy of what we want to be as a football team. You know, they're smart kids, they're tough, they have great work ethic, and, you know, they're able to carry the message of, of what we want to accomplish. So I think the team did a good job in electing this year's captains, and I'm very proud, proud of the guys, and they take it as a, a very, you know, serious and uh, uh, honorable accolade. Fordham head football coach Jor- Joe Moorhead. Coach, thanks a lot for uh, taking some
0: time out of your schedule and talking with us.
1: No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Coach.